2: Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around, and thank you for listening. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost
4: daily footy fix. Just when you think you know what's going to happen, the Premier League gives us a weekend like that. New money at Newcastle, new problems for Man City, at least in the future. Jesus' arsenal looked good, but dear God, gooners have ruined tequila for everybody. And countless Toronto men have left Miami after an expensively disappointing weekend, but few of those men were hoping to battle for an MLS Cup, which seems so far away. Luckily, you have us to listen to in your ear holes for an hour. How you doing, everybody? This is Footy Prime. Doing this great. Weekend. I'm joined by a very excited Craig Forrest. Happy to have you, bud. Sunday tradition.
1: Yeah, I'm not happy about my uh, hammers, but uh, happy about the football this weekend that I saw. It was fantastic.
4: You'll be happy with where I put your hammers in our rundown, because you can uh, spill all of your good opinions about everything else before we get to that. Hmm. James Sharman is here, appropriately titled Hope Solo today in our chat. It was a weekend of
3: goalkeepers. That's why I thought I'd just throw one of the legends of the past up there. Good and bad, right? So we had some really bad performances, some really good performances. It was a weekend of the goalkeeper. That's why I thought I'd
4: put her up Fair. there. So she's the first goalkeeper that comes to mind? Of all of yes. the people in that profession that you could have chosen?
3: How many, from- how many goalkeepers also starred in Star Wars?
4: <laughs> good point. Or have been arrested, I mean... I tell you, though, if there were North Star bet odds on which uh, (laughs) Olympic soccer medalist would be an actor, I feel like Karina LeBlanc would have the best odds of being the one most likely to become an actor.
3: She could be an actor. Absolutely. If you
4: you saw a press release that Karina LeBlanc is going to be in this movie, you'd be congratulations, but you wouldn't be surprised. Great hair, too. Great hair. And they wouldn't be surprised if she pulled it off, either. Yeah, honestly. Producer Dan Wong is here, and so is uh, Lamborghini Teresa Kalamazoo? The third. (laughs) I like that. Well, I I would love to be in the room when when you and your missus decided what to name the dogs. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
2: (laughs) one dog dog was already named, and then the other one, uh, we named it, but it wasn't an original name. Actually, I'll tell you right now. So our our little dog is named Biggie Smalls. We're like, "Ooh, that's hilarious!" I bet no one's ever done that. If you go on Instagram, there's like 17 Biggie Smalls uh, accounts. uh, Whatever my dog's (laughs) type is, accounts. All, all these are all dogs that weigh under
4: 16 ounces.
2: Yeah, they're they're all Yorkies, and they all. uh, But he was a street dog, so that's why we wanted. You know, like we needed somebody from the street. He was a street dog in Texas.
4: You rescued from? uh, I was going to say Yorkville. You, you found it on oh, the streets no. in New Yorkville. Yes, it was yeah. You fell out of someone woman's purse and a snatched it up. Well, I snatched a woman's
2: purse and it was inside. I'm like, "Well, guess I got to keep it." <laughs> hey, we all got to have a side
4: hustle, you know what I mean? Here's something I wasn't expecting to start our show with. It seems like Man City snatched a point away from St. James's Park. Is there any other way to kind of describe that, Craig? Yeah, until it was
1: 3-3 and then I thought they were favored to go on and win that 4-3. Didn't you think?
4: I I did that as well, based solely on the momentum that they had in that two-and-a-half-minute stretch where they tied it. But I think a draw was was a deserved result for Newcastle. They earned that throughout.
1: Mm. Yeah, they did. It was exciting. It was fantastic. Really, really was, yeah. I think uh, Pep said after the game that, you know, it's a tough side. They're uh, up-and-coming. Results haven't just started to come by. They they finished last season off really well. Uh, Held back a little bit on the sending off and the press conference. But overall, uh, he's happy because he's also said that it just shows you what we've done in the last few years and how difficult this league is. And we've seen results that we at Ellen Road that you did not expect. You've seen Brighton pull-off results. We've seen
3: all sorts of funny results because the teams have quality throughout. You see, we, we say that the eye test says that Newcastle were fully deserving of the three three, three points, three goals and one point, right? And and I think they were. It's a really great match today. It's one of the the great games we've seen in recent times, I think. It's brilliant. But you look at the actual stats line and it's very Man City skewered, right? 70% possession. 10 shots to six on target, 21 shots overall to 12, 781 touches to 422, 595 passes to 262. So as much as Newcastle played the game really well and, and could have won that game, City did still dominate a lot of the most important categories. They still sidied Newcastle, I think, to a certain degree. But it just proves that the stats don't always tell the full story because the eye test tells me that when City had the ball, they were very sorry. When Newcastle had the ball, they're extremely dangerous.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I would go along with that as well. I thought they were, uh, they, and they're clinical. And there's a different belief around Newcastle now than we saw uh, for several years, really. I mean, that it was just a, a negative feeling around that club for, for a long time. I'll tell you those- the whole
3: mental side of things, eh? Craig, I mean, you know, the, mm. the players, a lot of the same players were there under the previous regime. The Mike Ashley regime, the Steve Bruce regime, a lot of the same players. And and in comes Eddie Howe and this controversial ownership group. And the fans have bought into it. And suddenly St. James's Park is a happy place, a place full of hope. And they're playing above themselves or playing to the standard of where they should be with with a few, few players sprinkled in there. And that's really all it is at this point, sprinkled in there. But they're important players.
1: Yeah. And anyhow, uh, it's great to see him get that opportunity at this club, you know, and in, in the building phase. Uh, I think he signed an extension, so he's going to be around for some time. They've seen how brilliant he is. He's, he knows what he's doing. He's an exceptional coach and uh, deals with players really well on clubs and
4: upper management, which is very important all around. And he's good with the media, too. I think they're playing to their level um, or above their level, Charmers, because they feel as though they're playing for their jobs right there's some that would be so much pride they want to be a part of this project they don't want to be discarded mm-hmm. and i think that that's something that we just take for granted and assume that you know based on these examples in the past psg man city they just out spend whatever they want and and bring in whoever they want and newcastle haven't done that so i think that that's um, these players are almost kind of rewarding the faith be it in the manager or be it in the ownership and that's why you're getting these these results and performances
3: but it can go both ways, right? Because you're right. These players, maybe it's in their character. The stand-up like, I and want, say, I want to be part of this, and I can be part of this, so I'm going to play hard for my position. We, we've seen it before. At Man City, I remember hearing stories about players there who figured, well, I'm out. I'm leaving soon anyway. Who cares? That was that mentality because they knew the big names were coming in, the big money players were coming in, and they almost kind of gave up on their position. So it can go one of two ways right but in this case craig it seems that the players have that character set that they really already have a great self belief in themselves and that they can be part of this this new mm-hmm. project
1: yeah that's right as well as like you put yourself in the shop window that if they were going to get rid of you you're going to be you know getting yourself in a good position there too so one way or the other i don't think it ambition and how you play on the field every single game for myself it was never that was never an issue, you know. I don't think it should be. Mind you, it's different for goalkeepers. It's not like you can take a day off. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just going to
3: stand here today, mind you. <laughs> well, some players, like Edison can sometimes. Not yeah, today, few, but sometimes. a yeah, few people would have thought I did that on a couple of occasions. <laughs> now, you have some fans, in our, uh, our, our live YouTube halftime and postgame show today, there was a lot of Craig Forrest fans in there. There's a lot of Craig Forrest
4: fans in general. Every time I'm about, people always reference the podcast, and then they'll say your name first. No one ever says Jimmy's name first. They always say <laughs> Craig's name. Sometimes Honestly. they say Sharman, but they get get it wrong and they say KJ.
3: But usually, a few. I still I haven't heard. There aren't too many Craig Forrest detractors out there, are there? Right, not many. No. Too, many too many people hate Craig. I don't think. I think if someone ever approached me and had revealed
4: that they have a disdain for Craig, I would immediately judge that person. What the hell is Mm. wrong with you? Who dislikes you, Craig? There's got to be someone who dislikes you, that you know. Norwich fans? Is it Norwich? (laughs) Uh, Not that I know. Come on. No, not really. No. I I, I don't like Craig Forrest.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just just kidding. I love Craig Forrest. I talk about Craig Forrest constantly because he's like (laughs) literally genuinely – like, the nicest, sweetest man I think I've ever met. Like, I just want to hug him every time I see him.
4: What a nice man. And we, we do just hug He's every time, nice time we see each other.
2: Yeah. There's got to be somebody who doesn't like you for some reason. I don't know reason. about that, woman Think about it. Think about it, Wunga. Like it No, but when he was on the it's, it's, it's I know who doesn't like him. When he was on the field. Or the like concierge in his... in his building does not like him. Oh, yeah, mm. good point. Yeah, doesn't like you. He got your car towed. He got yeah. your car towed. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, he also didn't call you when I dropped off your charger. That was, uh, was another thing. And he made it a he whole could be a Millwall fan.
3: He might be a Millwall fan and remembers Craig. Mm. Yeah, I that guess. That so. be what there's, it was.
4: There's got to be a slew of backup goalkeepers. Wonger, here's another thing for us to never do. Go and find every single one of his backup goalkeepers and put in an <laughs> interview request. <laughs> Something we'll never do. <laughs> well, you know, when we've had Paul
3: Dolan on the show. No, the show, I like Dolan. We got along well, all my goalkeeping buddies. Yeah, to your face, see Dolly's a great guy, right? Dolly's lovely. Yeah. He's been on the show, yeah. but but behind your back, he says awful things about you. Mm. That's true. I have had Terrible to tell him, like,
4: you know, Dolly, whatever you truly feel, like say that to people in your inner circle. Don't don't say it to me. He's I, yeah. not as good as he's he thought mates. he was. He's yeah. yeah, he's our pal. It's it's always very. He's awful. not
0: really six six. He's six four. Yeah. Liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He stole my girlfriend. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs>
4: I tell you what, I didn't know if Nick Pope was going to steal that starting wow. job um, at Newcastle when he walked in there, Craig. But I do think that uh, as a shot stopper that you praise him for, he's also someone that reads the game incredibly well. There was a moment there late where I thought you mentioned looked like City were going to get the winner. Gundogan runs into the box. It's 88th minute. And Nick Pope has to make a split-second decision and comes out and beats Gundogan to the ball. Mm-hmm. You cannot get that wrong. And he... He gets it right more often than not.
1: Yeah, he does. And his starting position is really, really good. If you, you know, you dissect it right down to that. He's his starting position is always very, very good to give him those chances to come out. And he, he had to say it reads the game. So he's already sort of anticipating that that pass is coming. Although you could see everything in front of you. When runners make runs, you could, you know, it's not hard to pick up. But if you're if you're sitting too deep in the back of your toward your line you're not going to get there
4: i have a question i don't think i've ever asked you before do goalkeepers do any type of sprinter training and when i say sprinter training i mean specifically like out of the hacks like to to be explosive off the start yeah Yeah. okay
1: yeah a lot of a lot of footwork
4: and explosive stuff all anaerobic training for the most part yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I mean, I, I use the track and field reference in Out the Hacks, thinking like it's it's that type of reaction that uh, mm-hmm. I feel like Pope had to have there in that moment. And goalkeepers, yeah. goalkeepers have to have.
1: Yeah. Have, have and, then, and then you're always change. fighting, you're fighting that the demons of, you know, doubt. Have, have your doubt, yeah. And whether or not you're going to, you know, beat the player, or sometimes it's fractional, or if you're coming for a cross, it might, it literally is. You know, depending on who it is, playing against the old Le- like Les Ferdinand, for instance, you could jump out of the building, you might be less likely to come for a cross because he's going to get something on it. And other guys just, you know, if you're talking about just inches, just come over top of people's heads. And if
3: they get a touch on it, it can embarrass you. Craig, so we know goalkeepers nowadays use their feet more and, and perhaps better than in the past, but how else have goalkeepers changed, do you think, in the last 20, 25 years? Hmm. I think, they, uh, not- I, I think
1: they, they've they. definitely become a strategic position more than just, you know, here's a guy that's, you know, defending that 18 yard box and that was your job. I think they're going to be strategic. And with the rule changes to be able to play that ball from inside the box and keep possession, and the pitches now too are immaculate. So you're playing on carpets and they're with the, the ability these players have. Throughout the Premier League, they're going to be able to continuously play that type of game. You don't even have to change it. Man City will continue to do it. You're never going to play on a poor surface. Uh, So that's one thing um, for sure. So you've seen guys with, you know, and now coaches are looking for players that are better and better with their feet. Hmm. You know, used to be, yeah, just adequate, but for you're picking holes in people right in that is seen as one of the most important things now uh, in the position whereas years ago it wasn't
3: the uh the arsenal groundskeeper died recently they're wearing armbands this week to honor him 58 years of age and I- i'm not sure how far back he went but highbury was renowned wasn't it craig for having the best some of the best grass turf in, in the game i'm not sure whether he was the same guy for much of that but he, he might well have been arsenal Um, actually
4: when they moved to the Emirates, Arsenal is responsible for kind of globally, the standard of the the pitch hybrid pitch. Um, Arsenal kind of set that standard. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think they've always had a tradition of having the best pitches. Um, I'm not sure if it was this man that passed away, which is, uh, which is sad, but Arsenal have set, set the standard for, for that type of hybrid technology.
1: Yeah. And before that, they didn't have it, but they always set surface at hybrid was always perfect. It was, even the texture of it, it was, it was mm-hmm. too good. Henri mm. and Burkamp, those guys just passing that around on that surface. It was short, too. It, pshy, pshy. it sounds it, like it, he wanted to smoke it.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never did well in front of at Highbury. You Not know, even in front of the mural. Do you remember when they uh, redid that one end at Highbury uh, years ago? Uh, they had basically a, a big board covering up the mess of what they were doing. And it was all had faces on it,
3: like a crowd, <laughs> but less abusive. They're like hurling out pure abuses. Yeah, you know, exactly. Real people, even to yeah. you, even Craig Forrest got abuse from the fans. <laughs> <laughs> of all these new stadiums, Craig,
4: um, I've what's the you know? And when I say new, I mean that American style. I feel like there were only a few that you would have played in, and uh, funnily enough, I feel like St James's Park is probably the most american ground that you would have played in am i right um well i don't know if
1: you say it's american it's 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 been put together in bits and pieces as, as it's going
4: along right I mean, yeah i guess there so. was a time the corners weren't even filled in weren't filled yeah it was just, rugged when i say american i guess i was just thinking of, of stadiums like well tottenham stadium and the emerson i would put in that category as well um where they have you know more of that aerodynamic use, and the, the curved stands in that, or a roof. the bulls, or the bigger bowls. yeah.
1: Yeah. White Hart Lane, the new one has uh, it has some it looks like the old one a little bit, mm. has a feel. the way they come out, the benches, these things sort of things. They did a decent job with that. I mean, the state, stadiums actually phenomenal. And uh, if anybody hasn't seen the transfer when they do the they put the NFL field pull it up artificial surface from underneath and use hydraulic system. It's just an
4: incredible engineering feat. Oh, it's wild. It looks like something from a sci-fi movie. It's unbelievable to think that they can actually play million dollar events like that Mm. in a stadium that costs a billion dollars. I guess that's where where things
1: are. But there's still, Um, I think there's enough, and this is where something like the NHL, I think, loses out on what they used to have is you could see just on TV by the by the boards, by the look of the the actual uh, stadium, the arena, it was where you were, where where, where was it? You know, oh, wow, you're in Boston tonight. You know, this is Madison Square Garden. This is, you know, these Pacific Coliseum and all that.
3: They, they just had a different look. Now they're all cookie cutters, right? Right. Well, hockey in general is just the one sport with no character or personality left anywhere. It's just oh, well, Apparently, apparently there's a, there was a junior tournament on that just ended. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Who won that thing? canada Does in overtime shit? against Does anyone finland. give a shit i was more interested to then.
1: see the prime minister of finland partying her ass off over there having a great time <laughs> she was taking a little bit of abuse it's
3: like why because she's 36 having fun most powerful person in finland after mika Hakkinen and she's like <laughs> <laughs> mika Hakkinen. <laughs> and she's actually done shit Finns in good shape.
1: There's nothing wrong with Finland. She, she deserves to have some time good off. Good for her. I,
4: th- I think people take the piss out of uh, Finns because we know so little about them. And so It's like all we know is that they're, they're organized, they're educated, they can tolerate extreme cold temperatures. <laughs> That's all we really know. It's foreign. It feels very strange. Well, they have a population have the, out.
3: of a large or medium-large city.
4: Right. That's it.
3: Does anyone Which here have you ever met a, fin- a Finnish person? Anyone here, Craig? Yes. Any Finnish teammates? Wanga has. I don't ask. I don't even want to know how you know a Finnish person. Wonga. Female. Oh. They're only women. Yeah. Yeah, I had a Finnish teammate. Yeah. What's his name? What's his name? Who is it? Yoshi or oh, Yuki, or man, Taimu. I, I would have to look that. I'll look it up. Yari. <laughs> yeah. now, you're then...
4: just, now you're just being stereotypical. His name was his name was Jeff Taylor, that guy that plays in Miami. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Went there several times on preseason tours, very in the summer. Absolutely, was fun. yeah, it's like basically going to Canada. Yeah, the sun never goes down, right? Oh man, we were up in a place called Kemi, K E M I, uh, way up. I think it was about sixty kilometers away from the Arctic Circle, and wow. uh, yeah, it was it was late all twenty four hours. It was pretty crazy.
4: I, I don't know if I how I would do in that environment.
1: Uh, better really. than when you're in the winter when it's dark all the time.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I it would so. ruin as bad as as bees sleep is now. That would just throw <laughs> you for a loop. Oh, like you go mad. You go you go insane. Well, doing Hughes. To be honest, since we've expanded to five shows a week with these live
4: streams, I I do feel like I am going insane. <laughs> no, we will we all think you are as well. Are
0: you uh, urinating in jars? And walking around in toilet, uh, in, in Kleenex box
1: uh, boxes? No, no. But I am wearing a collared shirt and pajamas. Does that mean you're going insane or something like that? I'm just asking for a friend. No,
0: I, I, saw, it, I saw it on The Simpsons. That's all. Whenever I, I whenever said we...
1: hop in. That's right.
4: Uh, I also want to apologize to the Finnish International, the place for Inter-Miami, whose name I got wrong. It's Robert Taylor, the place for Finland and Inter-Miami. Robert. Taylor.
3: Oh, you weren't kidding. I thought you. Were, I thought you were kidding. I thought no. it
4: was a bit. No, Robert. <laughs> R- Robert Taylor plays for Finland. Finland's got two guys that do not sound stereotypically Finnish, but everybody else is named the five names that Sharman rattled off there. Yeah. Every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's finish this conversation by moving on. That's what you call a Cruyff turn. Um, you you said Savardian spin there, Wonger in the show earlier. Spin around. Yeah, spin around Cruyff turn. Dennis mm-hmm. Savard. Transition yeah. here. Uh, Leeds three, Chelsea nil. Woo! Holy shit. Didn't see that coming this morning, Craig. What a performance, man, from Jesse Marsh's team.
1: I tell you what, I was watching West Ham, and it was just depressing me, and I flipped that game on, <laughs> and I saw the energy of Ellen Road. I'm like, you know, I'm going to stick around and just keep one eye on West Ham, but I'll, that, that, was, that was phenomenal. Good what for was Jesse Marsh as well
4: and for Leeds United. What was the score when you flipped over? Uh, at West one. Ham? Uh, at, at when you flipped on Leeds? It was just Aaronson's goal? They were up 1 0? No, you know what? I th- well, you know what I do?
1: I, I go over and then I, I
4: backtrack. And then you know, flip if you through are, a little bit. If you are watching the Premier League on Fubo TV and you're using an Apple TV device, you can multi view. I had, four, I had uh, four games on at once in the 10 o'clock window.
3: You had four on at once? So what are you focus on? I can't I do reg- that. I regularly do. The advantage here, so
4: normally it's... It, your mom, your you brain I, is just a mess. You know that, at, right? Have you and I never actually discussed this? Uh, I regularly would sit and watch one game on the TV, one game on the tablet, and then I had a, a, either a second actual television monitor, which is my setup right now, or I had um, my desktop or a phone, and I would have as much on as I could. But the sound is really only on one. And that's oh, the advantage of this. That monitor. would be
1: really interesting if you had the commentary for all freaking eight games.
4: <laughs> well, when I was on multiple monitors, I would do that. And Elena would walk in the room and be like, are you, what, how are you possibly? I'm like, I just need a little bit of sound from there to know when they get excited because it's the smallest monitor. And I need to know when to look. But with you know- Fubo's multi-view, and the mm-hmm. zone has this as well, I can see everything. And I'm only listening to one. So uh, then I can
3: see a flurry or a ruckus on the other side, and I can flip over the audio if I want to listen to it. You, you know, when you, you try and plug too many devices into one outlet, you got them all like stacked onto each other and stuff, and it's all these wires. It, it blows. Right. <laughs> that's that's, that's going to be your brain at some well, point. He's used to You'll it. He'll be though, walking around in tissue boxes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's used to it because before he was married to Elena, he used to do this with his Tinder and then his uh match.com and eharmony Grindr. and his grinder grinder <laughs> he, he had it all done he was all going so this is just an easy transition into the footy world with with fubo
4: tv <laughs> you all the there's another <laughs> app there that uh, a friend told me he was on that I, I said there's no way that's a dating app it sounds like a food delivery service it's called coffee and bagel you heard that no nah. yeah i'm pretty sure i got that name right um, I actually don't know about any of those because I never use any of those apps. They were invented after i met the love of my life.
0: Oh, uh-huh.
3: so, see? There you go. You um, no, there, like, there, a, there you was ruined my bit. There was some like
0: early
3: <laughs> 2000s. <laughs> Plenty of um, Fish in the Sea was like years ago, wasn't it? Wasn't that like... But yeah, Tinder, t- t- That's but right. Tinder was the one that made it
4: mobile. Tinder was the one that, that, that was like Instagram, <laughs> swipe right. That's what made it popular.
1: Now you're just on Ashley
2: Madison.
4: <laughs> <laughs> only fans. He's uh, on Only Fans. I didn't think you could see the profiles of, unless you were looking for the same. You saw my profile. Oh, it's okay. Right.
3: Oh, okay. uh, I can't imagine you're here as well. What are, what are the odds? Both in the He's same. Sugar Which, Daddy oh, too. Sugar Daddy. Yeah, that's right. I tell you who's raised his
4: profile and is very thankful for his Sugar Daddy, Jesse Marsh.
3: Jesse Marsh. I knew you were going to say that.
4: Brendan Aronson is very happy to have raised his profile under the trust of Jesse Marsh. Um, I think we spoke about this when he made the move from Philadelphia. And I think it was received as in like, all American players making moves again, look at the connection, which I thought was really unfair because I think Aronson, I thought Aronson was Premier League level player, um, but unfair because everything Jesse Marsh does, people are waiting to criticize. Everything Jesse Marsh does that looks remotely American People are waiting to criticize. And I think all those people can eat shit after after Sunday.
3: I agree. I think it's so great. I'm really enjoying this. And I don't agree with second teams and stuff, but I hope Leeds do really well. I hope he does yeah. well because he, he's just that stigma about American managers, North American managers, overseas, that Eurocentric crap. And uh, to see a guy do a good job, albeit early, but playing really good football, bringing Americans. Tyler Adams has been an engine. Yeah in that midfield as well. And it's working out really well at the moment. So good for him. I hope it continues. And, and not like uh, he, just,
1: he, he didn't just land in Europe. I no. mean, he's been in Europe for for several years
4: now. Jesse Marsh. Yes. Yeah, of course.
3: Uh, I've been going in for a while now, a few years now, apparently. They were scouting Jesse Marsh for at least two years during the Bielsa era because we all knew that was going to come to an end at some point.
4: He's very much from one of the, these machines, right? These studious machines that the Red Bull system, however you, however you want to call it. And he's the only one that went all the way to the top. And when he failed at Leipzig, I was not worried, but I, I was more disappointed than most, uh, most managers, I would say, to see them um, let go with such a short leash because I felt as though we've had this conversation before. I think it was Jimmy that said it, if I'm not mistaken, that Jesse Marsh needs to be successful for guys like Herdman, which I found crazy, but it's because people think of Herdman now as a North American coach. And for any North American voice that doesn't have an accent that you're used to hearing in the Premier League or a foreign accent that you're used to hearing in European soccer, um, Jesse Marsh has to do well. So I'm I'm glad that he is. To Sharma's point about you know not being able to have second teams, I think the interesting thing about our jobs and how you know we watch so much for our job, but we also enjoy a lot of what we're watching it's impossible not to have crushes charms i think
3: <laughs> no is it right is? like you got your, I, I, your love and then you got a crush
4: yeah like i absolutely love villa but when villa especially when villa weren't on tv every week i had a real crush on wolves and i, I know as a villa fan i could never cheer for wolves and i wasn't cheering for them but i mm-hmm. wanted to watch them i had a crush on
3: their so so villa is like Villa's home. like your like like um you know, a, a, a wife who's you know got a few miles on the clock, not quite what she well, well, not no, not quite what she used to be, and your eyes turned now and again, and you can walk down the street. You know that that mem mem-y, mem-y? Meme, Meme? meme when the guy's looking over his shoulder <laughs> at the, <laughs> the uh, that's you and that's you in like Brentford or someone. That's what you're saying. <laughs> it's and not Villa. Like what the hell, man? What's, I'm right beside
4: you. It's not Brentford, but that's a very good bit. Um, speaking of um, Wanger's Brentford, though, can we all chip in and get Wonger like a thank you gift? Can we buy him that away top? Because that's the most one of the most fashionable away kits I've, I've seen. You could wear that with any color jeans. You could put a blazer over that and wear it into a nightclub. You could wear it to a meeting, Wanger did you longer did you not see the game you don't know the shirt i'm talking about you were asleep he's googling it right
1: now
0: yeah i wasn't asleep i was watching
4: the i was watching the
0: forest forest game yesterday against everton and i every time i went over to i you know what that game was so exciting and i had money on it and so i thought i gotta stick with my money because you were saying hey your team brentford's in some trouble and i was like okay so i went on i went on my phone checked the scores there so I just didn't get over to see it. That's all. And then it was over. And I was still watching. God, I mean, that, that Nottingham Forest game was excellent.
4: Do it was. You, okay, so as someone who maybe doesn't have the connection to Brentford yet that we have to our teams, you must find that you're crushing on teams that are important to people you care about? That's exactly okay. what I'm doing. I
0: like, crush for – I cheer for Liverpool. I cheer for West Ham. I cheer for Villa. I cheer for Nottingham and I look, I'm cheering for Brentford because I like their, that they're in this middle of the table, came up from nowhere and are like seeing where they land. That's exciting to me. So, whenever I see like this Fulham uh, and Brighton approach, and even, you know, seeing that they're playing so well, it gives new experience and new hope. And I know Craig always says it's the hope that kills you, but it's fun for someone who's new to this. You know, yeah. to actually be able to watch a team be average and like, hey, average is good enough right now. Especially now, knowing that the Saudis and all these billionaires own these companies, it makes it a lot easier to cheer for a Brighton, a Fulham, and a and and a Brentford. That's for sure. But
3: you you should still be in the honeymoon stage with Brentford. You should yes, be you should so be. in love, and your head shouldn't be turned by anyone okay. because you're still getting laid all the time. It's still fantastic. You're still learning about Brentford's body.
0: <laughs>
3: I don't get you, man. Jesus. I mean, like,
1: I'm, I'm, where's your loyalty?
0: I don't have a lot. Of
1: You're reminiscing, are you, Sharms?
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lows, Ryerson, Uni- Ryerson University. Yeah, obviously you are the most miserable man on this show. But its br- <laughs> is this a trigger for you, bringing this up? Because you, if you had the opportunity to change clubs, at some point in the last ten years, you may have
3: the um, no. Gerard slip. Did you think? No, you, know you know what, what it is. I, and I know because I'll, I'll always be Liverpool. But as I've got older, I've learned more about my grandparents. For example, my my grandfather was apparently at once upon a time a big West Ham fan. Mm, I okay. didn't know this. I know. Mm. I didn't know this. You know. He, he, I guess he he lost his love and appreciation for sport later in life when I got when I knew him. My my dad used to go to Millwall games as a kid. I'm finding all this shit out later in life, right? And he's an Arsenal fan, not a, by any stretch a big fan, but that was never put on me as a kid. So I could have been an Arsenal fan or a Millwall fan, but I'm not. <laughs> Thank Christ. Were your, parent, were your parents from the East End of London? My dad was, yeah. Old kid, Road. Yeah. Of course he's- um, hammers
4: considering our our backgrounds you being english me being portuguese uh, it's probably a good idea to stop at a certain level on ancestry.ca and not go farther back because you <laughs> you're most likely to find some generation in the uh 18 1700s that you you really don't want to be associated to the lineage so mm. right. probably probably good to stop there in the in the 60s there sharms it's, pro- mm. uh, it's probably a good definition. nathan bedford forest i just- <laughs> when you go that far back head of the klu
1: klux clan <laughs> yeah he was, he was one of the founding members he,
0: he was he was the leader yeah i looked him up the other day again you just had it you just had an inkling to yeah, check it out I down that like old? looking up racist old racist, always make me smile
1: yeah probably thought was, I wonder if force is what force forces related to nathan yeah bedford
4: oh my god hey Especially when i was down
1: when- at when i was down in the carolinas i was me and Jerry Dobson were walking through this art gallery and it was really, really nice. It was great. A lot of Confederate stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyway, we got chatting with this guy and my last name got brought up and he thought I was a freaking hero. He loved Nathan Bedford Forrest. I was oh, just geez. like, yeah, oh, I'll give you a deal on this uh, <laughs> artwork and everything. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll come back. I can, uh, What the fuck? Can you Imagine like, coming I'm back like, with a Nathan Bedford Force? You're like Road Runner out of there, right? <laughs> just smoke. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Not my, uh, not my cup of tea.
4: Wow. Hmm. I've, I've never been like offered anything because people think I'm a millionaire associated with the Dunlop tire brand. Um, <laughs> that would be nice. Maybe I just need to be in different circles. I need to hang around the Midlands or F1 racetracks. In order but, to, to get that same benefit.
2: But, Dunny, do you not think it's kind of a giant coincidence that your dad was a race car driver and your last name is Dunlop?
4: Yeah, I know. It's hilarious. And actually, my dad's uh, the most talked about moment of my dad's uh, race car driver school career is when he uh, locked up going into this turn and spun and crashed into the Dunlop Bridge. People love to uh, remind my dad of that story That that's followed him for 50 years. So. Now it's out here on free prime, <laughs> but he walked away, right? Yes. He walked away. He walked, he walked away with just a very bruised ego and uh, minor bruises. I think minor bruises. How about the bridge? <laughs> uh, the bridge is destroyed. <laughs> yeah, the, br- the bridge was ruined. The bridge no longer there. was never rebuilt. Yeah. <laughs> Never rebuilt. <laughs> a couple um, of trolls got hit too. <laughs> I'll tell you what's been miraculously rebuilt and it has me wondering which team has the all or nothing cameras in their change room this season. This rebuilt arsenal is something else. Bournemouth, nil, Arsenal, three, and that's a scoreline that flatters Bournemouth. Because it, if, if it was at the Emirates, I think it would have been six. The what? whole attitude has changed, it seems. Really
1: has They don't seem that soft touch anymore. It looks good. Exciting
4: for him. Sharms, can you put that down to one person or is it a, a couple of things? Because I look at Martin Odegaard and that's not someone I would have expected to be a steal in the midfield, Vieira type. And I don't think he is Vieira type. But
3: to Craig's point of what they were missing, I think, I think he is the answer there. He's also captain though as well, isn't he? That young guy, that, that prodigy signed up by Real Madrid at a young, young age, who didn't quite make it there, has mm-hmm. actually stuck around, and he's become captain at Arsenal, and is key in that midfield, two, two really important goals. That set up, by the way, by Jesus was just brilliant oh, as well. God. They just look, they look like the full package, you know, and it's, it makes the Amazon documentary even more interesting now, seeing that evolution and and the respect we have for Arteta, I think is growing. I really like how Arteta comes off in that show. He's a nice guy, clearly, but he's got that edge to it as well. I haven't seen the last episode yet, but from what I hear, I've heard people talk about it. um, He shows that in that loss to Newcastle in the season. Not to give it away, but they don't qualify for the Champions League. (laughs) Damn
4: it. The chip sinks. What? I also haven't seen the last episode, but I've enjoyed in my COVID quarantine plowing through that series and uh, also can't get enough of it. I think the reason I haven't watched the last episode is because I don't want it to be over. But I agree with you that Arteta comes across as considerably more likable than I was expecting, but also fiery and more edgy than I was expecting. I, I, didn't, I didn't, don't think I knew that he was so demanding. And um, I mean, I guess being the student of pep you're going to inherit a lot of that. But there's a different way about him. There are some things he does that reminds me of Pep. He says guys and fuck a lot. Like Pep does. <laughs> Pep. And he is Spanish. But he doesn't jump around the same way. And he's That's just... a
3: comparison to Pep. You know, he spent three years under Pep, you know, two Spanish guys, and he, he got, I must start using the word fuck and guys a lot more. <laughs> Thanks, Pep. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, any other takes on Arsenal, uh, apart from the fact that um, their their fans made that sound um, like there was not a single Bournemouth fan in the Vitality Stadium? They were singing, you're going down with United, which I thought was uh, was yeah. appropriate.
3: 3-0 <laughs> oh, to start the season, boys. 0-3 oh, last season. I just say, once again, we we allude to it early in today's show, but it is three games into the season. A lot can still happen. But so far, they look... The in-form team, aren't they? Simple as that. Definitely. And they had spells
4: last season where they looked in-form as well, and then they fell apart. Obviously, they started horribly, but remember uh, that stretch there into April, where it was within their reach. The top four was within... It was in their hands, and they let it slip. So, yeah, they're definitely capable of, of going through a, a low period, but God, they look good from the start. And they're kind of getting it from all over. It's not just Saka. It's not just Udegaard. Like, that's so the that Liba goal was incredible. But the tequila fan, the song that the fans have chanted the entire match, it's ruined the drink for me.
1: It just it went on and on and on. I, I I like it to, you know, for two or three minutes, but it just
4: didn't it just keep going on it's and pretty- on. like It drives me freaking nuts. <laughs> he looked embarrassed after the last yeah. ten, 10 minutes after the match ended and he was applauding the fans, like, please stop. There oh, are other yes. <laughs> Please stop. And they all went out for vodka drinks to celebrate. <laughs> no one's going to want tequila. Yeah. Uh, all right, Craig, explain what the hell happened. West Ham nil, Brighton two. Is it just Brighton being better, even better than we thought they were? Or is uh, West Ham perhaps, here?
1: Per- perhaps. I think Brighton's a very good side. I think they're going to surprise a lot. But West Ham were just flat. Mm. They weren't quick enough to the ball. They weren't good off the ball. There wasn't really an awful lot to offer there. You just got the feeling there was not going to be much comeback. And I don't know. This is a really poor poor start to the season. Man City is acceptable. Then they were very unfortunate not to get something at Forest, uh, but they didn't deserve anything. Absolutely nothing today. So it is a little worrying, worrying even though it's only three games in. Because they – end of the last season wasn't so great either, right? So, it's kind of just lingered into this season, and uh, you don't want to find you When I look at all the sides, that of, like Palace look good. If I'm going to say Aston Villa didn't start having to start great. Everton is not great. Forest, I think, are still going to get the points, but uh, the energy they're going to find that difficult. Leicester don't look great. Southampton with a good result on the weekend, but uh, West Ham's up there with the, the, the worst teams, and over the first three games, I would say, not good well, enough.
4: Well, at least they've got a good foot in the UEFA Conference League. I can't even remember the the Eastern European man's name that they beat on Thursday. But they, know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they've got one foot in the Conference League, so at least they'll have those those trips to Moldova to look forward to, <laughs> even if they're dropping games on <laughs> Saturdays.
1: Yeah. It becomes a problem. I don't, I never liked that Sunday too. You play in Europe on Thursdays and then you play Sunday games. It's, yeah, kind of disruptive. And then you might have a midweek game too. It just throws everything out of whack.
4: It's never liked it. Still early though. I think that they'll find their form. They've got some big pieces. You know, Samaka hasn't looked great yet, but he hasn't, it's not like he's had three runs of 90 minutes out there. So give it some time. They're still, mm-hmm. they're still settling in. But there is something funny about West Ham that it, it just seems like it always takes them an extra second to click or they, they need more circumstances for things to go really well. Otherwise, it's all to chance.
1: Well, it was poor defending as well for that penalty. Mm. His Kerr on his Premier League debut, German international Got lots of experience diving in there. Why doesn't he stay on his feet? <clears throat> Crazy. You're seen a lot of that individual errors. You can't, you can't be doing that. We've seen that. Well, Toronto FC. There's a good example of individual errors that are going to, at the moment, cost that team. I
4: want to get to TFC, of course, but uh, let's just finish on the Prem while we're still here. You could have. You were describing West Ham. But you could have been talking about Villa, because their individual errors have killed them, and. It's I can't I can't destroy them for losing three one at Palace. They deserve to lose by that scoreline. However, there was a moment Leon in the fifty fifth minute. Leon Bailey hit the bar, and if that goes in, the match is completely different. Villa di- also didn't have much luck. There was that shit handball call on Luca Dean. Um, I shouldn't say shit, but I, but I thought it was harsh. There's just no clear rules with handballs anymore. You never, you never know. And we saw that in MLS, two great examples um, on, on this weekend. There's just, you never know with a handball. So I think that Villa were, were unlucky with that.
3: But that almost flopping though, a bit, though, wasn't it? It was, it was out of his body. so In an unnatural position, yeah. But I feel like I've seen,
4: maybe it's other leagues. Maybe there hasn't been an example in the Prem in the last few months. But I feel like in other leagues, I've seen that go.
1: I just don't understand it. You know, when you're you're challenging for the ball. you you have to use your arms to jump. You're you're clearly trying to head it. Yeah. And the ball gets knocked down on your arm. Like sir, like what do you say? Like you got the defenders already defend. They said, hey, well, we don't want to have defenders have to defend with their arms be, behind their backs. Well, you see it all the time, every single game, because you do have to defend with your arms behind your back. When shots are coming in, you keep your arm like because anything off your body, your arms are going to be given a penalty for. But that's ridiculous because there's no absolutely, you know, it's incidental as far as I'm concerned. I don't think that's a
4: penalty. Mm-hmm. Harsh. You're speaking about the Dean play. You thought it was harsh. Yeah, that's how I felt as well. Sometimes I wonder whether this is my my bias, it's as professional as I'm trying to be. So yeah. when you guys agree with me, it surprises me. Oh, I tell you what, the Martinez,
1: that goalkeeper man. Oh, he just made a he makes a couple of saves
3: every game, doesn't he? Every game. That penalty save was incredible. What do you make about the uh, the stare down afterwards between Zaha and uh, and Martinez? Well, I think it was
1: taken a little bit out of context, wasn't it originally? And then Saul went back to him, I think, and. Basically,
3: yeah, was... I think they, they they made up afterwards, but it was obviously goalkeeper v taker. There's going to be something there, right? And it was an incredible save. And then he just taps in the. Fuck. The he hit yeah, that really well. He hit that. Oh, by the way, well. is like... just on fire right now. Though, yeah, it? he has
4: been. He has
3: been. But that penalty he scores the, the, that the... same goal in every game. It seems from the down the left channel and just slides it across to that far post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he does. It, it, you it's wonder will, will someone take a runner at him? I mean, he's he's not a kid anymore, right? And he had the big move to United. It didn't work out. But I, I could see a, a panic buy, though. Chelsea or someone. If they didn't get a Bamiyang or Ronaldo, mm-hmm. um, I, I could see thinking, uh, they, this guy's on form right now. Why not? I would have thought that that chance have, would have come before.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, it's not like this. he's just starting to play well. He's consistent. It's just amazing how they can keep him there. But some guys, they grow, you know, to really enjoy being at a club. He's obviously really well-paid. He's mm-hmm. got a great contract. got a great rapport with the fans. And this team is fun to play with for him. They're exciting. Yeah. They get to have teams play with pace. That's one thing that really I've noticed at the start of the season, the pace of the games. I don't know if I've been watching MLS it's because it's just <laughs> just a step down, you know what I mean, in pace. Until you get to the, the top, top players, but, in which they do have in MLS. But it's just the pace. And uh, it, I'm thinking, holy jeez, it's a young man's game. <laughs> you can't. Point. You you cannot be slow in the Premier League. You could, very few can get away with that.
4: I want to jump straight to MLS, but uh, I'm just going to go through the scores we didn't hit. If there's anything you want to say, you've got uh, two two seconds to jump in and say something. Spurs one, Wolves nil. Wolves played
1: unbelievably well, and they can't seem to score. Yeah. Like, that's going to be then the, their season, I think, because they are an exciting side, and they in the first half, they deserved to be in the lead uh, at Spurs, and they, they didn't. And then, you know, the who separates the two teams? Kane just drifting off his man on a set piece, bang. But Wolves walk out of there thinking, how did we not get something? I was really impressed with them, but they're just missing that like, cutting edge up front, eh?
4: Bruno Lage is snake bit. I find that he at Benfica, he regularly had teams that would perform – to the level that Wolves did against Spurs and not be able to score. So I don't know if that's just bad luck that follows him. Obviously, it's the players on the pitch. But if you are someone who's followed his career before and you happen to be a Wolves fan, which most people are, they're the biggest club in Portugal, Premier League club, anyway. Um, they're the fourth biggest club in Portugal. That's my point. That's
3: also a fact. Wolves. Canfica <laughs> Porto, Porto, sporting Wolves. Right. Well, yeah, listen, they got the new boy, right? Matias Nunez has joined there and they hope yeah. that will help. He's from Sporting. Um, I know. I know nothing about the guy. B knows more than me. But from everything I've read, he is gonna be something extremely special. And they hope. I guess he. He may not provide. He's not a goal scorer per se, but he's that. That you know, metronome in the midfield. I guess. You know, with the comes
4: on, man. That guy. I, I can't believe he fits a football jersey. Well, he's wearing, he's wearing the women's kit. He's wearing, like a, he's wearing a, a women's large from the club shop. And he's he, a linebacker. He, and he's so freaking powerful and fast. He's another guy. You know, you he love to watch him, right? Yeah. yeah. When you were talking about Alan Sam Maximin being the, one of the most exciting players, and then we d- defined what you meant by that, um, the yeah. first person that came to mind was Demetriore. It's very yeah. similar for me. I yeah. wish that Villa would have been able to get that out of him. Um, but what wolves have and how Bruno Lage is able to use him, it's exciting.
1: Yeah, those players are exciting. You know, we got uh, our own well, Alfonso Davies. You know, he's when he gets the ball at his feet and he opens it up. There's nothing,
4: nothing much more exciting to see that. Bayern really opened it up too. They, they were
3: up six 0 last that I, I'd seen. Um, he's not playing oh, today, Fonzie. Eh? He's off. He's off. He's hurt himself. What's the injury? I, I don't know. I think it's just saying minor.
4: Sorry to put you on the spot. I just – I haven't seen the injuries. So. Are they going for their 11th so title in a row? They are. Yeah, they're going oh, for their Oh, man. Their title. It, it, it takes away, right? It's uh, it, it makes the league look bad. They won 7-0 today at Bochum. 7-0.
3: And like the part is that, those, that, yeah?
4: that that league is also run
1: really, really well from a business standpoint. They do so many things well on – but the trouble is they've just – financially, the other teams are strapped in what they can spend because of the sponsorship power of Bayern Munich and yeah. just out everybody. everybody. Harlem Globetrotters, everyone's the Washington Generals in the rest of the league. Yeah, and, and then once in a while, <laughs> they, uh, they'll have a contender like Bruce Dortmund will
4: contend and uh, they'll take a couple of other players. <laughs> yeah. no, it, it, It's always been that way, right? You go yeah. back to when Terry was at Werder Bremen. You know, same thing. Tur- in 4 they pick away at those players. Same thing happened with Wolfsburg. Um, yeah. you know, Ed, Ed and Dzeko probably would have gone to Bayern if C- City hadn't come in and grabbed him. <laughs> that's right. There was, there was a few. Wolfsburg had a really good team there. That was back when we were doing the serious show, Sharms. I felt like I was the only one paying attention to the continent.
3: Yeah. The so, that's when Wolfgang
4: anyway, Wolf uh, was coaching them, wasn't it? Wolfgang Wolf, that's right. Yeah, they won the Bundesliga with, with Wolfgang Wolf. Wolf, talk about – imagine if we had that property – how marketable and how much fun we would have had with that? Yep. Longer, that would be I'm a marketing. Seeing, I'm not dream. seeing
3: anything. A ch- a ch- <laughs> <a> ch-
4: <laughs> what did you talk about? What marketing for what? Market. Mark- Wolfgang w- Wolf. Oh, Wolfgang, a manager of Wolfsburg, who won the Z- Z- Bundesliga. Anyway, I guess I'm alone on Marketing Island. That's okay, Wanger. No problem. You're not German. That's nope. all I remember. <laughs>
1: is your mother German?
4: Is your I father would, German? I would like to go back to that original storytell, Wanger, and cut that and lift that for a promo. Because, yes, that is one of the best moments. I apologize for not having done that previously.
3: It's okay, B, we, we often repeat stories in this show. <laughs> so yeah, I'm we sure do. Right? repeat We'll do it. <laughs> Everton won, Forest won. Wanger gutted. Really oh no! Thing. The
0: only thing—the only thing I want to say about that is Dean Henderson when he put the baseball cap on. If is that what it's called when you're playing soccer? It's still a cap. Yeah. Okay, that's, so that's, you that's, put that's the cap the on. Cap. I get it. He needed it. The sun was really bright, but and he saved the game for them. Like he, he played great, uh, but he looked like a speed walker to me from the Olympics, <laughs> and I just kind of went, "Craig, did you ever wear a cap like that? I, I've never. I didn't see any pictures with you." With a cap
1: on. Yeah, the problem was the the English cap, like a, it's like a cricket
4: cap almost. It's just it's just if you look at the old day ones, with, um, it's a thin it's a thin visor. It's that that style of baseball hat, which is actually what they call dad hat, which is it's 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 just a visor that <laughs> covers the top of your head. <laughs> That's a bad rap, man. Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, I tell you what, though, one thing I found, and I didn't like wearing a hat um primarily I because i do yeah well not yeah, because the, not because of the sun now it's just because <laughs> i have no fucking hair and it's just easier i just look like shit i don't want to look at myself on <laughs> the computer with like you know so
3: anyways
1: <laughs> where was i wearing a cap in the sun yeah know, oh and i used to have like hey frosted tips and everything i didn't couldn't put a cap sure. over that right it's like dunny look at him I, you can't put a cap over that no piece of art <laughs> art it's art Yeah. So anyway, when you have a cap on water and you get comfortable and your eyes are then comfortable without the sun in them, and then a ball ball gets played in and your cap obviously comes up, and then then the sun is is actually surprising your eyes, if you know what I mean. It's twice as bright almost. It's almost twice as bright. So you might as well have your pupils relatively small before it hits you with a surprise. So the sun is not quite as bad. and Yeah. Yeah, so it has its pros and cons, but I always found that not wearing one was
4: better. As a host, going through the order in a chronological order also has its pros and cons. Um, (laughs) We're almost out of time, and we have not got to TFC's loss in Miami. The first since the arrival of Lorenzo Insigne and Federico Bernardeschi. And perhaps a dagger in their MLS Cup playoff hopes because they would have looked at Miami, a team that was in front of them, and that's now six points ahead of them, as being as close to a must-win as you can get when you still got ten matches to play. Uh, but as I joked about off the top, many people from men from Toronto have gone to Miami and had weekends that were far more disappointing and far more expensive than they expected, and that's what happened. <laughs> I think largely. But a couple Craig, of good ones. A couple of good goals. No weekends in Miami. <laughs> weekends, huh? Lucky you. I actually horrible weekend in Miami. My first. Uh, I, I only had one real weekend in Miami, and it was awful. So,
1: I'm Alex lucky. Bono, I hope he had a good weekend.
4: Uh, well, when M- made it worthwhile at least when Insigne tied it up. I felt like uh, he, you know, he was bailing out his goalkeeper, obviously, and then Bono's the one buying Negronis for the rest of the of the weekend, the rest of the season, maybe. What
3: a finish! I feel very eh?
4: right bad for him. I do feel bad for him as well.
3: Yeah. He's, Craig, he's been a great servant and uh, he, he's solid, but he's yeah. had a of bad games. When, when they, they just can't have bad
1: yeah, games. Yeah. It's not a good time of the season, obviously, to be struggling with confidence, but that's where he's at. He's got to fight through it somehow and he's got to go through the rest of the season without making mistakes because, like mm-hmm. we, we talk about, it, games are running out. But that way it really was. I mean, I, I can't even make an excuse for him because. Watching it, see if it's knuckling or something like that. If it is, then sometimes that can really cause you problems. Hard to pick up the flight of it, but it wasn't. It was it just had a a nice consistent little curl on it. There's nothing to misread about it, and I think it was so easy for him. He just
4: took his eye off it. And... I tell you what, can't be easy. I've heard many players, especially European players who come to MLS at a later stage in their career, playing in that heat. When you can see it through the television, it must be <laughs> excruciating. And even in the first half, when he makes that mistake, if you didn't see the game clock, you would have thought that was the ninety sixth minute. Everyone was soaked like they'd just come out of the shower. You could already see fatigue in the in the movement. and Craig, when you said pace, you were you were praising the Premier League for the pace and Uh, You weren't sure if that was just because you've been watching so much MLS and it seems so much slower. But you're also watching MLS in 100-degree August. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) And I I really think that's taking away from it. And especially with guys like Bernadeschi and Insigne, who, yes, they've played in hot conditions before, of course. But there's something different when you're playing um, with the players that they're playing with and against the opposition, where you are incapable of playing to your level in those conditions. And you could see Brodesky, especially, how many times... I lost count of how many times he went down in the box because in Serie A, he's getting a penalty. But in MLS, it just doesn't work like that. None of those were clear penalty drops, but every single time someone made contact with him, he did a full-on sell, to his credit, I guess, but then turns and thinks he's getting it and never got it once. Yeah. No, but you
1: are right about the temperature. I remember even going back to the World Cup in 1994 and how some of those places were just unbelievably hot and the Irish were just frying. It is one of the most difficult conditions to play in.
3: <laughs> Say that again. The Irish were just frying. You said that was beautiful. <laughs> and the Irish were just frying. <laughs>
4: it's It's amazing the things that get reactions from Sharms, like I'm trying to give real match analysis here, throwing out a bunch of things. I'm waiting for someone to jump on it, and Sharms is just 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 head down, waiting. I feel feeling, like you're that, doodling. Yeah, show that's us funny. I I knew I knew you were doodling because you're definitely not taking notes to help us in the future. So what are you doodling? Can you hold it up? What shapes have you come across?
3: Um, I've got a bunch of stuff here.
4: He also he has an old school
0: calculator and he put boobless on
3: it. (laughs) Put it on shell oil, (laughs) shell oil and boobless. (laughs) No, I I thought of shading today. That was my go-to today. And there's some kind of box, shimmering box. A couple of stars in there. Charms.
2: You need to take all those doodles that you do and you need to sign them, and then we should give them away. As like prizes on funny NFTs, Prime. there are non-fungible yeah. Yeah. tokens. I, I bet Dave Starkey would love to to have a, a framed Charmin doodle on his wall. <laughs> no, oh, you know what he would God, love? He'd love a char- uh, an original
0: charman if it was of Brendan and Elena.
3: He loves <laughs> yes. those two. So the trouble is, you got to do that. It's not worth any money until the artist is dead, right? Which well, as we discussed all, um, the last Deadpool. episode, that'll be fairly soon. So. Deadpool, yeah. you're the first. Right. It's an investment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If
4: live in game betting on our Deadpool, yes, my odds are surprisingly. North Star bets. Lower we need a market. Yeah, Charms
2: at number one on the Deadpool on our. Yeah.
4: Was
0: I
2: number one? Was I? I don't think I was number one. No, B was number one because B has the COVID. Uh, so it's like any day now, he could just be not be there. But in general, I mean, <laughs> any day now. Yeah, <laughs> but i think i think i think oh like as long as he pulls through this then i think it has to be it has to be charms yeah but
4: see yeah. but the word why, why, why why in-game market
2: i don't know i think it'd just be a, a lot funnier than anybody else like only because you went through your whole <laughs> we're prepared for it because you went through your what you want us to do when no one you, at the funeral. No one at oh, no, the funeral. Oh, no, we'll be
3: there. We'll do a live one right over his casket. <laughs> See, that's, okay. what I asked. that's what I suggested. But what, these what do you think about that, Ooh. Sharms? Nothing, because you're dead. These are said so that they wouldn't, they wouldn't come. No, no, I'd come. I'd run,
0: the, I'd run the cables through the casket. You know, when you have microphones? Because B would like that. It would look more professional. With the good arms and stuff, the microphone arms, right over your casket. And yeah. we'll open casket. We'll ask you. No, just well, no right. what You
3: are no. Catholic background, aren't you? You 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 won't want to see the state of the corpse. It won't be open. Oh, they'll have makeup <laughs> all like, over. My, my like face Ronaldo. blown off. You look like
1: you look amazing. My face blown off.
4: Oh, God. It'll be it'll be
3: him. Um, it'll be Ronaldo. You were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. No, we did not discuss. It wasn't that I was going to die first. The conversation was that no, no one would come to my funeral. It wasn't that I was dying first. So, yeah, but see, now, but now that there. we've been through that, because we don't have to, we, we, there's no
2: real conversation about what's going to happen. But if anybody else goes first, we have to be like, oh, well, what would they have wanted? And it would take too long. So, the fact <sighs> that you already laid it out, it's like, well, I hope
3: it's you because then, you know, you know it's, it's okay. less work. Well, it maybe it will be, you know, there's every but chance. I really but hope hey, I'll, I'll just mention there's one, one absentee today, right? Isn't there?
1: Yeah.
3: And who knows? Maybe it's Jimmy
1: we should make a thing any of us any of us die we have don't go to the, each other's funeral fuck that just have a day off go to the beach mm. yeah. no pod
4: that day have a drink or two
1: no no we actually have a pod we don't mention
4: it, mm. <laughs> just no it a yeah just no, i like i like craig's idea that i could finally take a fucking day off from this project that would be good i like craig's idea. <laughs> right yeah. can't yeah. even live in your basement right now for christ's sakes just no, have to knock. Days. We can knock one of us off for a day off. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> we, I might be the leader in the clubhouse for, in our Deadpool, uh, but the uh, the team with the Canadian team with the best odds of performing in the MLS Cup playoffs is longer CF Montreal. Romel Kyoto is on one, guys. I don't. I know that we don't uh, speak enough about CF Montreal, and many people. So they and should they get back to us. We, we, it.
1: It's not like we haven't tried. Just, like, tell it as it is. In
4: fact, yeah. I'm trying to get a hold of them. We'd love to have them on here. We would. But uh, for anyone who's, who's watching them, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty special to see the way in which they're playing because they're a good team. And, and they move the ball really well, and they're exciting. Uh, Romel Kioto uh, scored again, and Kai Kamara scored last night. He's, uh, yes, Charms, he's still in the league. He's also the third highest goal scorer in Major League Soccer history. Wow. He has been around a long time. He's played He's for everybody. 30,
3: he must be 36 now, isn't he? Around He's there? 36, 36, 37?
4: For, for everybody. He's he is older than me. I think he might actually be 38. Let's see here.
3: Wow. Wow.
4: He is Different. 37 exactly, 1984. He's the same yeah. age as you, be? He's two years older than me.
1: Holy Christ. <laughs> so you're saying that you still got a chance i still
4: got a chance if you just gotta we gotta
1: work on your footwork you got to get you your pace we gotta work on did you have you ever worked on that did, like has anybody ever showed you how to
3: fucking run <laughs> I'll, I'll let's get a foot sprint coach to what would be you yeah. know in our video no, charlie francis no. we get charlie francis to come yeah. and uh train train oh. b this is the, the reason yeah, i he could be dead. I actually. died. Insane. I think he died. He did time. die, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it,
4: it won't be Charlie Francis. No, but seriously. But, no, I'm like, I'm serious. No. And- no? No? No, no one has ever shown me how to run.
0: Well, we ran well, into like, you both know, both you know Donovan, Donovan Bailey. Donovan Bailey and Bruni Surin at the tennis thing.
4: Yeah. One of at them the, could teach B. Unmatched.
0: Let's yeah, I think, use our yeah I
4: think they would know a few things or two. Okay. Know. So, uh, JC, write this down on the list of things that we're never going to get to. <laughs>
3: Oh it's oh it's full. Yeah it's let's get full, Bernie Seren let's
4: get Bernie sarin
1: and take him out and give you like some lessons like show you how to run maybe you,
4: you never know. I, it would it would change my co ed league to, yeah. um, for sure overnight. That's a great idea, Craig. Your 100 meters it would be like <laughs> 21.2. Yeah, I would say sh- I would shave it down by five seconds. That would be I'd look forward to that. Exactly. Yeah,
3: twenty one point two. <laughs> the
4: sad thing is, is I've never done it because that's probably the actual time, and I don't want to be presented with that reality. <laughs> then I can't think it could be different. Well, if you ever had to write
2: down like what your actual number is it'd be like, hundred meters, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you were like racing Donovan Bailey, and you get
3: you start at the you could start at the fifty yard line. <laughs> Honestly, do you think if, if we've got Donovan now, and Donovan's what? He has to be what, 50? He's Close fifty? Close to fifty-three, right? I think. 50 three. If we oh, had yeah. Donovan running backwards, could he beat B now? If Ooh. Donovan's running backwards. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know if that's easy though.
4: Because it'd be easy if he was a defensive back and that's a normal run for him. Right? If, like if you gave me I'll, I'll I'll put this out there. If you gave me a fifty-meter head start in a one hundred meter race against today's Donovan Bailey in a suit Donovan Bailey still wins.
1: No, you, you'd be surprised you'd win that. You, you would actually win it. How? Because it wouldn't take you 10 seconds, I don't think,
2: to get 50. Yards. I don't know.
1: I don't, know. It I don't think it'll take you eight seconds. who so he's got to run like a sub eight.
2: We <laughs> haven't okay, add this to the list, too. <laughs> Raced Donovan backwards in a suit. And he's not in his prime anymore. <laughs>
1: He looked pretty he good,
4: but oh, I'm not in my prime. That's I feel. I feel as old as you guys. You uh, should have somebody should have taught like taught you how to run,
1: how to know, fall, how to. It's
0: not fair because uh, when was B in his prime? When do you think you
4: were in your your prime, B? Athletically, athletically now. I think I'm in my prime now. Athletically.
3: <laughs> Really? i like that answer, That's Hell, a good answer. yeah no honestly really? no.
4: if you talk to uh, talk to my cousin jay or anyone who plays on queens park strangers they'll tell you getting better with age the pandemic exactly. really helped dunlop it's most shocking. people
1: are retired by 37 in most professional <laughs>
4: sports it's actually you know like in our industry Sharms, i don't know if you feel the same way the best compliment i can get is when people meet me and say wow you're the same as you are on air thank you when i'm playing soccer it's when people go Dunny, you got so much better, bro. Like, I don't know what it is, but your touch all of a sudden, it's uh you look good. Translation is I can trust you now to pass you the ball, knowing that there's only a 50-50 chance I'm never gonna get it back, instead of a 98% chance, which was pre-pandemic. So
1: Yeah. Baby elephant.
4: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that puts a bow in it. Uh, shout out to the Vancouver Whitecaps who earned a late draw against uh, Rail Salt Lake as well. Craig, O'Reilly. oh, it's coming down to the wire. Seventh place. They're in the they're in the playoff position right oh, now. Oh, it's
1: tight. It's, yeah. it's super tighter than a camel's ass in a sandstorm.
3: Where does where did you get that one? I don't know. I just a great out. one. You know what's funny is that we've had some some comments recently from Montreal fans, Vancouver fans, saying you know you guys are becoming TFC radio. You know. Not enough on on Vancouver. We tried today. We tried, but that steered into camels, sandstorms, and racing (laughs) Donovan Bailey with him running backwards. (laughs) Don't know how, but that's what happened today. But we really gave our best effort. We did. There's
4: no podcast like Footy Prime, and that's why you listen, which is why we do this. So to quote James (laughs) Sharman, cheers for listening, and keep buying newspapers. Follow us on Twitter at footy
2: underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG.